You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Amber Villauer. And She's never been the same after a traumatic rock bottom moment when she was 16 years old and she was badly beaten by five girls at a party. Since that moment, Amber consciously faced her fears and stepped into her highest and best self. After breaking several national records selling Cutco cutlery, she founded NGNG Enterprises, which stands for No Guts, No Glory, and grew it to over seven figures. Today, Amber has supported well over a thousand entrepreneurs, including best-selling authors like Les Brown, Lisa Nichols, Sandra Yancey, and Mark Victor Hansen. Welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you, Dennis. I, I just freaking love you. I love what you're doing. I love your audience. I'm really honored to be here. Yeah, I'm excited because <laughs> you know you've got a lot of energy, so I think the, yeah. the audience is gonna love it. And today we're gonna talk about a really, really cool concept, right? And it's kind of hard to put a label on what this is, but what we, when we were talking before we hit record, this whole concept of how to get more clients by repurposing, by using your repurposing, your content repurposing framework and strategies, it just, I thought that was too, too good to let pass by. So that's going to be the focal point today, right? But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on over there. Maybe a quick story of how you got here, just a minute or two of how you got here. And then I'm excited to dig into this whole content repurposing strategy that you've been leveraging to grow your business. I really appreciate the opportunity because I think this is going to really open a new perspective for people listening and really help save their time and energy. For me, I started my company back in 2007. And since then, I've launched nearly a thousand websites for authors, speakers, and coaches. We're a website and marketing agency first. But along the way, I also really just had a lot of fun launching dozens of best-selling books. And so, you know, I'm definitely a person, Dennis, that's trying to figure out the fastest way to do things without sacrificing quality. And that's really the key. And when it comes to this content marketing thing, I mean, I had to grow my business just like everybody else. And I was trying to figure out what's the fastest way I can do this because there are so many moving parts. How am I supposed to be on all the social media channels and do video and do blogging and do SEO and on top of client fulfillment and sales and admin and finance? I mean, it's overwhelming when you really start to look at the big picture. When it came to content though, I knew that publishing regular free content that was a value online was my best path to growth in the long term because content is what makes companies like Google, YouTube, and Facebook valuable and in business. So the more I'm submitting blog posts, for example, on a regular, consistent basis, the more that Google and Facebook would open me up to new audiences. And so really, I figured out a process for repurposing content to 
accomplish exposure on all major online channels in a fraction of the time of what I saw other people doing just because I had to figure that out so I could spend my time focusing on the more important areas of my business that only I could do. Yeah, love it. So your business today, you have a couple of different things you do. You have obviously your web design, you know, development and design component, right? Yes. And then I think you also do some coaching and you do have some courses. So you've got a variety of different things you've got your hands in and it's a seven figure business, correct? Yes, it is. Awesome. All right. Well, here, here's a question for you. And this is kind of getting a little bit micro down into your business. This is one of the things that my audience loves the most. If you had to pick one strategy, what is the number one strategy that you use today to get new clients for your business? If you could only pick one, what would it be? That's (laughs) easy. Go ahead. Anything related to video, honestly, because I run an online business and it's not to say that I don't have offline activities. I'm doing speaking on stages. I'm networking. I'm doing masterminds and retreats and, you know, two-day events. So I'm doing offline activities. But if I had to only pick one thing to focus on online, it would be anything related to video. That could mean... And I, I practice what I preach, Dennis. So I have weekly videos dropping on YouTube. I have videos dropping on Instagram and Facebook outside of that that are dropping several times a week. I'm doing live streaming multiple times a week through Facebook and YouTube and soon to be LinkedIn. I'm on podcasts regularly and oftentimes it's video-based. When I'm doing client calls or prospecting calls or just relationship calls, it's always on Zoom using video because video is the most effective way to develop personal connection in a digital world. And right now, everybody is feeling like, my message isn't getting out there. People aren't paying attention. And I'm telling you, video is the way through that issue. Love it. Yeah. Video is obviously, you know, the, there's that old adage, right? A picture's worth a thousand words. That would mean a video has got to be worth like at least a million, right? So I totally agree. And I think that's going to tie in really well to this whole content repurposing thing that we're going to talk about, this whole strategy and framework that you've put together. But before we do that, a couple more questions. And these are, these are just kind of off the cuff questions that I think are interesting for the audience Love as it, it relates on. to, you know, to someone that is in your shoes, an entrepreneur who's in the trenches building a real seven-figure business. And so quick questions for you. What's one thing that you failed at recently? Something that you failed at recently. What did you, what did you, uh, where have you failed? Where have you stumbled recently? Honestly, Dennis, I have a really hard time asking for help and I have a hard time receiving help. I'm such a giver, right? I would way rather have the conversation be about you and how I can help you. And I'm seeing recently, it's been exposed to me about how much I've gotten in my own way by not allowing other people to reciprocate. (laughs) And so now I'm trying to train myself how to be more open to asking for opportunities. And I think that a lot of young entrepreneurs can feel that compassion and feel that empathy because you know, in order to grow... If you want to grow your profits, it's literally a mathematical equation. You just have to increase the number of lives that you add value to, right? Well, in order to increase the number of lives that you impact, you have to get on podcasts and you need publicity featured on Inc. or wherever else. You need to get yourself out there on stages and or write a book. And those things require the help and assistance of other people. So I've really been trying to get better at that. It's definitely an area for my improvement. 
Cool. Yeah. I, you know, and that's, I'm not surprised, right? I'm not surprised at all. You're, you you know, you're out there really focusing on trying to provide value, (laughs) you know, rather than asking and begging people to help you. It's never a comfortable place, right? You'd rather have them volunteer it and come to you than you ever have to ask them. And I agree. I've been on literally, I've probably been on 50 podcasts. And to this date, I have never asked one time to be on a podcast, but just by providing value, developing a personal relationship, invariably they ask me and I, it always feels better when that happens. And I just, that, it's just kind of a rule of thumb for me. So I totally, totally get it. All right. So question for you, and then we're going to dive in. Last question. If you could have any superpower, right? As it relates to business, what would it be? Wow. That's a, <laughs> any superpower as it relates to business. Well, you've got some superpowers already, right? We're going to talk I know. about those, I started but thinking about what, my would superpower. Be, what would be uh, another, what would be a superpower maybe you'd love to have? Oh my gosh, Dennis, I, uh, wow, let's see. Perhaps something I honestly don't know. I'm feeling stuck. Hmm, that's never- Well, let's put it this way. Somewhere somewhere that you wish you were better. Somewhere you wish you were, you know, you had, you know, uh, you could, you, you would, there's somebody you admire who's really, really good at something that you wish you were good at, that you wish you could do. I think I'm just in a place, honestly, the only thing that's coming in right now is that I just want to- expand my reach. And so I'm looking for opportunities to serve at much higher levels. And I'm, I'm seeking out the best ways to do that. And I'm coming across through authorship and through bigger speaking. And so I'm really, maybe my superpower would be around writing an, an unbelievable book that stands the test of time. I would there love you go. Able to do that. I think that's great. I think that's amazing. Thanks I think that's for giving a pr- me a few minutes on that one. That would be a great superpower. Trust me. I wish I had that superpower because writing for me is always like a homework assignment. That's why when I found podcasting, I fell mm-hmm. in love and I realized that that was, that was my gig, right? Yeah. So, I just want to share. Like, I, I just feel this urgency that really developed even a few years ago. It's like, I have to serve the world in a bigger way. And it's bigger than me at this point. It just feels like legacy work. It's just a requirement. So that's a good way to do it. Cool. All right. So now we're going to dive into this whole content repurposing strategy that you've been using. And obviously a big part of that is video, but I don't want to spill the popcorn in the lobby here. So, (laughs) you know, about this content repurposing strategy that you've been using to grow your business, to get more clients and to hit seven figures. So Help us unpack that, you know, give us, give us some tips and strategies on how maybe my audience can start doing this on their own. And I think they're going to love it. I know I do. Thank you. Yeah. It came from a time where I was sitting in my office one day and I had just finished spending an hour or two writing a blog post. I was feeling the pressure of sending out my weekly long newsletter, then to try to figure out something brilliant to say on social media. And it just felt like this stop and go approach every single week. And I thought, man, there has to be a better way. Now, this was many years ago before video was what it was today, but I had already been using video in all kinds of ways in my business and seeing success, and it saved me a lot of time. So I thought, what if I were to record a batch of tip videos? Because people will always want education, how to. And so I quickly, in five minutes, I set a timer. I wrote down as many topics as I could think of related to my work. So around websites and marketing and book launches. And I was looking at all these topics and I picked the one that I thought would be the absolute easiest to record a quick little video on. I thought of three teaching points that I would want to share and I just hit record. Didn't script it, didn't overthink it. It wasn't about me. It was about the audience I was serving. So I hit record. I said, here are three tips on website security or whatever it was. End record, put my hair in a ponytail, looked at the next 
topic that it was easy for me to rattle off, thought of three teaching points, hit record, ran into my closet, changed my shirt, came back, and I just started recording video after video after video. The momentum I had brought up made it fun, actually, and it was just flowing out of me. And by the end of about a three-hour session, I had almost 25 of these short little three-minute tip videos done. Then I thought, what if I were to take these videos and document instructions for my virtual assistant to do the rest of my content marketing for me? Well, first, I would need her to watch the video so she understood what the topic was about. I'd have her go and do some keyword research to figure out the best way to title and tag that video so that we were getting more exposure in YouTube and in Google search engines. I would then ask her to craft a 300-word blog post that summarized what I talked about in the video. And the cool thing is that she didn't have to be a great copywriter. All she had to do was listen to the words and the structure I already gave her in the video and simply put that in writing on the blog post and embed the video. Okay, and Amber. That- so hold on one second. You, yeah. you said something really important there. And I think this is the, the big takeaway, right? A couple of things just from this first point, right? And that is number one, you know, you got over yourself, right? And where you had this resistance to recording videos and you were too worried about what everybody's going to think and you couldn't come up with topics and you just decided to press record and every one that you did, it got easier and easier and easier. You got that momentum, right? So you batched a bunch of videos. You said you did like, what, like 20 some odd videos in an hour or so? 25 and three hours. And then the time that I ran out of videos and had to do it again, I recorded 32 videos in four hours. Yeah. I love the the whole batching concept. I batch my podcast interviews. I only do them one day a week, right? I don't spread them out every single day. Whenever I do any sort of content creation, I always try to batch it, right? So I think batching, you know, because number one, you can pick when you batch, right? You know, it may not, you may not be the most creative in the morning. You may be more creative at night. You may, you know, there's different times to do that. So I think that strategy of batching, it's been really powerful for me. And I think it's so simple, but the thought process of getting up every single day and having to record a new video, oh, it gets man. daunting after a while, no, right? I'd rather awesome. sit down and do five or 10 at once and then have totally. the next three or four or five weeks content set up for me, right? Totally. Yeah. Right. And then, so go on. I just, I didn't want to pass that because I think that's really, really important for people. Number one, get over yourself. Number two, learn how to batch when you're creating content. So then you went on and you talked about documenting this process for your VA. Take it over. Yeah. So she was doing SEO. She was writing the blog post. And here's the cool thing, because I was batch recording videos. My team had the control and ownership to be able to batch write these blog posts. If they wanted, they could write all 25 the first week so that they weren't operating in the last minute. So part of this is giving your team a better atmosphere for success and well-being, right? Because most of the time we're like, oh my gosh, I'm late. Can you rush and do this thing? And that's not cool. So uh, my team was operating, working in advance. They were writing these blog posts. And ultimately with the blog post, you want 300 words of content to satisfy Google search engine and allow them to pick up keywords. But really what you're wanting for people coming into your website, we just want them to watch that video because it's with the video that they will know, like, and trust you. They will feel an emotional connection to you. They will be drawn into what you're saying. And then since they're already on your website, they can look around and see everything else that you have to offer. So I'm batch recording these videos. I send it off to my team. They're doing SEO and blogging, but it couldn't stop there because, you know, what else could we have them do? (laughs) 
Of course. So I asked my team to take that blog post and send that out as my weekly newsletter instead of always trying to create new content everywhere. Now, every Tuesday, my audience is getting this blog post and inviting them back to the website to watch this video. And people loved it. Because what I learned is that I was overcomplicating my newsletter. And I had too many distractions on it. When we had a singular topic and focus, my open rates went up, my click-through rates went up, and people just enjoyed it better. So it was just easier for them to absorb the content. I then asked my team, hey, why don't we take the, the bits that you learn about in this video and use that for our social media content for the week? So now there was consistency across all platforms. I'm satisfying YouTube, Google, fresh up uh, content on my website weekly, email to my email list weekly, all of my social media on all major online channels are being you know, satisfied as well. And the very last piece is I asked my team to do the thing that I hadn't been doing up to this point, And that was track my numbers and my growth results. I hadn't even ever looked at it, Dennis. So this time I was like, let me know on a weekly basis how much our Facebook following has been growing and what our open rate was. Just send me a nice, tidy little email at the end of the week so I can see the progress. I can see it working. It was just a game changer, Dennis. It's been unbelievable. It's been our process for years now. See, what I really love about it is it's simple. It's so simple. (laughs) and and, And trust me, I've talked to many, many, many business owners, whether they be more corporate, where they have a large team or solopreneurs or small business owners who have a virtual team. And I don't think any of them have ever disagreed with the whole concept of content repurposing, but I think their biggest challenge is, is where to start and having a real system for doing it, right? Because I mean, it sounds great. Shoot a video, you know, write a blog post, do it, but you got to have a system. And the thing about it is if it's left up to the business owner, chances are it's just not going to get done and it's not going to get done consistently, right? It's very hard to be consistent with that type of a process. So what I love about what you're talking about is you actually teach, right? You put this system together to teach your team. Now that could be an internal team. That could be a virtual assistant. That could be anybody, right? Really, it could be remote inside your office or whatever, right? So I think that's really where the leverage comes in. You play one role by recording the videos and then everything else is done for you and it's consistently put out there so that you can deliver your message, develop those relationships and just continue to grow your business, you know, being top of mind and and being a thought leader as it relates to the content you're producing. Exactly. I mean, because this whole marketing process starts with video first, I noticed that I started to really only attract and qualified buyers. So the people that were a fit with the core values, the type of clientele that I was looking to attract in. So even just from an efficiency standpoint on, on that angle, I'm attracting the right people in. It's happening on a steady basis because my marketing is happening on a steady basis. And as you said, you're right. We have to document it and we can't leave it up to the business owner for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're too busy. But number two, business owners don't usually spend the time to stay on top of trends. And the online world is constantly changing. This is also the reason that it's really hard for us to leave it up to the virtual assistant because they're usually not studying trends either. A virtual assistant is best when they know exactly what you want them to do and when you want it done by and how you want it done. But most business owners haven't documented that information. So when they hire a virtual assistant, they say, oh, that VA wasn't good. Well, actually, that VA was probably really good, but they just didn't have the structure that they needed to crush it for you. 
So I always come back to the documentation, making sure that you're updating it on a regular basis, full of the details that will actually help you optimize and get best results with the process. Yeah. What I love about this is it gives a system for people to be consistent in their content marketing and to have real leverage, right? Because you're going to hit more than just one channel. And we're all guilty of this, right? Of just getting focused in on one channel. Like I'm a big LinkedIn guy and for years I have ignored other channels and I'm I'm getting better at these other channels, but if I had this process in place, you know, it would just be so much easier. I mean, I'd have, I'd have my audience would be growing faster. I'd have more leads. I'd have more clients. I mean, it's just a no brainer. So very cool. Anything you want to add about this whole content repurposing framework? Cause I know we're going to talk a little bit towards the end here. Cause I know you have uh, an entire course and training where you've worked with a lot of different business owners to help them with this process. And we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But anything else you want to add on that that you think would be important before we ask yeah. the final questions? Thank you. I think the biggest thing that I have to just express is that what this has meant to me personally, forget the course and all the stuff for a minute, but just the process itself has meant a lot to me emotionally and mentally because when I batch record these videos, I don't have to worry about my marketing for the next 20, 30 weeks. Now, just really think about, imagine you don't have to worry about your marketing for the next 20 or 30 weeks. Now, this is all your foundational marketing. I'm not saying that I don't still do higher level marketing efforts like this podcast interview, right? Speaking, that's a higher level marketing activity, but only I can do that. If I can delegate the rest out to somebody else, the way it frees up my mind, Dennis, like that is a huge asset to a business owner. You need brain space to be creative and innovative and think about your business. So this concept of repurposing, I want you to look at other areas of your business and think, where could I be saving time without sacrificing quality? What could I be putting into a process? What could I systematize and delegate out? Once you understand how to think like this, it will be a game changer in your business, guaranteed. 100%. I love it. That whole concept of batching and getting things done. And you'll never know if, for any of you that are listening right now that struggle with your blog posts and your videos and creating consistent content, you're never going to know the feeling of having even four or eight or 12 weeks of content in your bank and ready to go that you don't have to worry about. The pressure the change in your your attitude and it's so much less pressure. It's just a lot more fun to do business when you don't have to think about coming in every day and mm-hmm. coming up with something creative and compelling every single day. So I love it. Uh, and I love the way you figured out a way to leverage it. So very cool. All right. Awesome. One more question, another question, and then we're going to kind of wrap it up here uh, with a couple final questions. But you know, in growing your business, right? What do you think was the biggest challenge? I mean, you went from from kind of a, what you would kind of describe as kind of like a uh, side hustle doing these websites back years ago to growing a real seven-figure business today. If you had to pick one thing, what was the biggest challenge that you faced in scaling that business to seven figures? Easy, Dennis. I just had to learn how to get out of my own way. Honestly, I would say it was just about three years ago that I had to learn a very harsh lesson. Um, At that time, we had 200 active website clients. A lot of people wanted to refer business to us. I mean, we were at the top of our game, but I was the center of everything. I was involved in all conversations. I was managing my team. I was sales. I was was doing it all. And I remember the day that... You were the bottleneck. 
I was. And I remember the day that it hit me that I had engineered the wrong model for my company and that I couldn't sustain this. And it was crushing. So I then had to really look at documentation. And the beautiful thing that came about was giving my team ownership of their role. I started to say, you know what? So-and-so own your role. So you have control. This is my expectation. This is how I would do it. But I want you to just get the outcome, hit the goal, do it your way. And when I did that and gave them that freedom, they rose to the occasion and leaders were born. And it's just been a game changer in my company. So the challenge is just getting out of my own way and trusting my team. Love it. No, that's a tough lesson that every business owner goes through if they are ever going to have a really, you know, high growth, sustainable business, you can't become that bottleneck. And, you know, and, and it's a painful lesson, but it's a valuable lesson. And obviously, you know, it's something that you've, you've figured out along the way. So a couple of final questions, we're going to wrap it up. One word answers, if you can, what's your favorite growth tool or software that you're using today to grow your business? If you had to pick one, what would it be? Honestly, Active Collab, love it for project management. We have so many different clients. So Active Collab, I would say. Love it. And I know you know a lot of authors, you've worked with a lot of authors, but if you had to pick one book, I know they'll be fine. They won't be offended. Trust me. If you had to pick one book to recommend to the audience, what would it be? Today, I'm going to pick Profit First by my friend, Mike Michalowicz. Love it. You want to know what's funny, Amber? What's that? I read that book <laughs> about six months ago uh-huh. and I implemented his system Good. And, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, Mike's so, back. Totally love it. Haven't had an opportunity to meet Mike yet, but absolutely love it. Oh, I'm going to introduce you then. April 28th, his next book comes out, Fix This Next, and it is impressive to say the least. So set your clocks now, friends. Love it. Well, listen, Amber, really appreciate you being here today. Let everybody know how they can connect with you. Learn more about that course. Take one minute and talk about that course, you know, uh, Leverage to Scale, which is the entire course and framework you put together to help business owners do this. Take a minute, talk about how they can learn more about that, and then we'll wrap it up for today. I appreciate that. So if you go to leveragetoscale.com, you'll be able to get access to the demo. It reviews the entire strategy that I just shared with you today, but it might be helpful for you when you're in a place to document notes. I fully believe in transparency. So I give it all the way up front. And if you feel like what you really need the most is documentation on how to do all of these things that just plugs into your business you have forever ownership of, then you can learn more about that too. But that's at leveragetoscale.com if you want the documentation on how to get your content repurposed and out into the world for you. Great. How could they connect with you on social? Amber Vilhauer. I'm all over the place. Just Google me. Whatever your platform of choice is, I'm on all the channels and I take it personally, each interaction. I take it as a big responsibility. So send me a message, say hello, tell me what your burning questions are and I'll respond and give you my time. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, I'll put all those links in the show notes. I really appreciate you being here and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Amber. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.